Rolling Bones Outdoors presents Hunt the World. Ever thought about going on that hunting adventure of a lifetime? Do you want to take your hunting skills to the next level, but didn't know where to start? This podcast will be for you. Our team at Rolling Bones Outdoors is here to help you create memories that will last a lifetime. Are you ready? Action! Let's hunt the world. Wow, that was loud. All right, thank you for joining us today for this episode of Hunt the World with Rolling Bones Outdoors and Brad's obnoxious voice. We appreciate <laughs> you joining us today. Welcome to the Bone Cave. I'm Brian Maiman, like I have been every other time here. So, anyway. <laughs> All of the other 115 times. Exactly. It's funny because my wife will say, how you doing I'm, when I'm driving on road trips? I say, I'm doing good. Where are you at? I always say, same place I was the last time I talked to you, <laughs> sitting right behind the to- steering wheel of my Toyota. And he should be like, oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, right. So, anyway. Where are you going to be? Yeah. Right, right in the side. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So how long have you been married? 30 years? I'm like, what a dumbass. No. When did you get married? 30 years ago? What is, what, that was Brian Wolf. <laughs> dumbass. It was actually pretty when, witty. When did you get married? 30, 30 years, years ago. ago. You dummy. So anyway, um, welcome to the Bone Cave. I got bleep here today and uh, hashtag... 393. And we Brad have a bucket Dana. full of pork skins over here. Oh, my God. You know what? I th- you can't well, I eat the pork rinds. So, so here's the reality. Well. Ke- Kelly, Kelly uses that stupid, uh, and I shouldn't say that because Waverly, Iowa is where they used to make it at Carnation, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, supported, supported my family. Kelly drinks the stupid. Lily and I went over to get cream a little bit ago, okay, yeah, for like the office. Whole whipping cream, heavy whole whipping cream? Yeah, half and half because I'm not giant on the heavy whole whipping cream. But anyway... And because mine was completely out, and I had this giant jug in here, which I have no problem. Everybody can use it. I don't care. I've told all the gals before, and I've told all the office staff, use what's ever in here. That's why it's in here. But I got one rule. Text me when the shit's about out so Lindley and I could go get it, or we can have somebody else go get it, right? Why come in here today? No cream. <laughs> so anyway, I was going over to get And on the way out, I've digressed. <laughs> on the way out, an Iowa favorite. I don't even know how to say that. How do you say that? You read it in the label. Chicharroni's Max. <laughs> they're just fried pork Chicharroni's, yeah, they're pork skins. It's like a gallon jug full of these things, and the thing weighs about two ounces. And you know what's funny? It's like it, all air. It is. It expires August 26, 2052. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm teasing. I'm yeah, teasing. I was going mean, no, <laughs> to At this rate, it doesn't look like August, no, no, August no, of no. 2022 hey. is in <laughs> danger. Did you try them? I did, actually. And they were pretty good, weren't they're, they? They're a little addicting, I have to and, admit. And, hey, did you try them? I did. And, and, and I know I'm keeping you up, um, <laughs> yawning here. Sorry. Today. But uh, um, were they pretty good? Um, it tastes like a fried pork rind. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It, it, hey, I don't you know, know that it's something that I send hey. out text, hey, I, I've tried these. These are amazing. You guys should all <laughs> buy some. I'm like, okay. It's uh, six at night and it's supper time and yeah, <laughs> all I got something is these to crunch pork on. Rinds. Eight <laughs> grams of protein and no carbohydrates, and you get salty, crunchy flavor. It's better than a potato chip. Oh, for sure. Uh, but I, I think they had to throw some salt on it. I mean, come on, give me a little salt, brother. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's pres- holy shit, you guys. They're all salt. <laughs> there's preservatives. Guys, there's resin have, in there, right? Yeah, they're 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 in cured 
pork skins. <laughs> they got salt on them. You guys, we'll get some sea salt in here. What was that salt you were reading on the way back? Not the uh, uh, Himalayan sea no, salt. No, it's not the uh, Himalayan it's, sea it's salt. It's, it's Redmond's. Redmond's sea salt. Yeah, and Utah, some secret Utah. mine. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, well, aren't you glad you're in the Bone Cave? Everybody with us. Holy, shit, if we digress. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, we didn't even get started, and you went on like three <laughs> tangents. Oh my gosh. Do you want me to take? This I would have been a great high school teacher. <laughs> um, so. Um, anyway, uh, today we are going to talk about, okay, what to ask before you book a hunt. That's what we're going to talk about, what to ask. So let's say, you, you, know, you know, and sometimes we got to think outside the box because obviously we run a booking service. And yeah, not everybody that, books with us. Yeah, we, we have a booking service. We have 400 vetted outfitters, well, over 400 vetted outfitters, over 1,000 adventures. And um, yeah, you and might want to roll the dice on the Google machine. And, and, mm. and some people still, you know, it's funny because even some of our clients that book a lot of hunts with us, um, they uh, um, they still will go, hey, man, I found this hunt. I was in an auction or something. And then after they buy it, they'll go, hey, could you uh, give them a call? And if I give you this guy's number, could you vet him for me so I know what I'm getting into before I go there? And I'm like, oh, man, that's kind of uh, counter productive. Yeah. Uh, mm, so anyway, and if you're a member, we have done that, and we will do it for you if you'd like. Um, and we'll give you the honest opinion. But anyway, so um, Brad wrote down four, and I wrote down four. And mine changed because two of my top four were Brad's. And, um, and then we had some that were, you know, the standard – you know, do you have references? And I only like got that. four. I only got four questions, so they got to be good ones when I'm limited. To just, four. just to be clear, we're talking about booking a guided hunt. Booking too. a guided hunt, yes. Yep. I would do this even if I was even if I was doing a paid trespass hunt. Uh, some of the questions I think that you guys talked about before the prod, podcast began, I think yes, and I think some of them maybe not. Yeah. So so you know we're gonna we're gonna try to create this in an opportunity that if or, or from a perspective that if Brad and I were booking a hunt and we didn't own a booking service that had a we want you listen i want i want you to hear this we want you to own your adventure does that make sense correct we want you to when you book a hunt with us go dude i own this i know what i'm getting into i know where i'm going i want to go do it and then if something isn't right or something is what then you have a resource to come back to and say hey this is what didn't go yep you own your membership with us, which means you own your own adventure. Yep. You, you have this. You got it. You got your own dashboard. You have your own understanding of what it is. You got you, skills. Yeah. You've got equipment. We want to set you up. But let's say you're listening. You don't use us, which obviously a lot of you don't. Perfect. How can we help you? We want to help you. That's what we want to do. So hopefully today's podcast helps you ask better questions before booking your next adventure. Okay, perfect. Brad, four questions you would ask an outfitter. And again, I'll qualify this. The, he could have answered this 20 ways, and we have a little bit of an index here that we're going off of. So you answered four of them. Number one was? Well, what's, your, what's your success rate? Boom. Shot opportunity. Success rate slash shot opportunity. Why don't you explain the difference between success rate and shot opportunity and why, why that was your number one answer? Well, because I want to know if I'm going on a hiking trip carrying a gun <laughs> or I'm going on a hunting trip with a realistic expectation. I, I want to know yeah, what's my realistic expectation of getting a shot. And the success rate is shot and a successful shot opportunity. So those two are different because – 
um, I have to take the, some of that upon my own responsibility. Am I gonna am I gonna be able to get off the horse, get my gun out of the scabbard, find the animal, get on it, blah blah blah, all that stuff. So a shot opportunity for one person isn't the same as a shot opportunity for another person. So let's take a timeout right there. If you're listening today and you're going, okay, that's good. That, that's good. I like that. What you have to do is what Brad said. You have to be realistic with yourself about what your ability on whatever hunt you're going on is going to be to find the animal, target acquisition, and then get a range on it, make your shot, whatever that shot opportunity is. And I would I would question what the outfitter considers shot opportunity. Right. You? And that's, uh, yep. You were getting there. Yep. Because we have, I think, what we've determined a shot opportunity is a realistic shot opportunity to have a, a you know, what what is ours? 30, 90 30 seconds. To, 30 to 60 seconds. I would say nine. Yeah. Ours, we would say a realistic shot opportunity for us is 30 minutes. 30 seconds. Or 30 seconds, yeah. 30 minutes, yeah, for yeah. me. Uh, <laughs> because that's, uh, what, that's what we use as our criteria is 90 seconds. So the animal standing there, you have time. You have 90 seconds. You have a between, minute and a half yep, between. Outfitter located it. And no, it that, that's going to be ideal. I mean, that's not all. Yeah, that's but, that's, not that's but, how, but that's what we have to. That, yep. That's what we, we go by. Yep. When we've had an outfitter, we say, what's your shot? They, 100%. No, no, no. We ask them this question. What's your shot opportunity for that caribou? To stand in one place for a minute and a half or in a general vicinity that allows our hunter to acquire the target, get adjusted, build himself a shot, and execute the shot. What is that? And what's that shot opportunity? Yep. To what Brad's saying. Is that so, right? yeah, so if, exactly. you're, if you're Googling it, you don't know what that no, number is. No, you no, just you don't. No, but I, that's kind of what our standard is here. That's kind of that, that's kind of what Kelly we Kelly goes by up. a 90-second. When she's building these hunts, she goes by a, a minute-and-a-half shot opportunity. Yep. And that's going to be in our catalog. That's a, that's how we do it. Mm-hmm. But that, does, that yep. doesn't mean that's what everybody – But, it, that, but that's would, a question you would ask. I would follow – that's part of that question that that's I would That's part of the success facilitate. rate is, okay – you're ninety. You're ninety-five percent. Okay, so then the shot opportunity. If they're ninety-five percent success rate, we know the shot opportunity is yeah. probably hundred percent. And then we probably know if they're that high that it's a minute and a half. Because what we found out is is that if success rate's high, the shot opportunity presents yeah. itself for an extended period of time. Okay, yep. Argentina dove hunt, shot opportunity ninety-five percent. It's a different criteria. Right. Waterfowl hunting, different criteria. Yeah, we, we take that into consideration, yep. And and that shot opportunity there is wing shooting. Yep. So it's basically are you going to yep. have birds inside the shotgun's yep. limitations? Yes. Yep. Okay. Yep. So, yeah, that that's important to me for me to know. You know, I, I want to know. That's one thing so I'm asking. So you think shot opportunity would be on the guide, getting you in the position that you can have a shot opportunity. Success is on you, the hunter? No, not I, not no, fair. I would, no, I wouldn't. No, he's I asking them how much success I, they historically. Do historically, what do they have? Now, I don't, I don't put any of that weight on my guide. If I'm doing a guide, I, I put it on myself. Yeah. Okay. I got to be. If I have a 28 year old guide and I'm at 11,000 feet, and he and he's been. Uh, this is his fourth hunt. He's going to be in better shape than me. He's going to be able to get up there faster. I got to. I got to be realistic. But I want to. I want to know what they historically have. And there's going to be a convergence of data if they say, yeah, we have a 40% success rate, but 100% shot opportunity. That's probably not realistic. So I, okay. can, I can filter through right. some of the. Yeah. But, but that's us. 
And again, we got to remember that we built a standard to vet our outfitters with. So we've built these questions in. We, we, we have 150 checkpoints that we check when we vet an outfitter. 150. Yeah. Okay. Yep. But so so but we're not doing that today. Yeah. We're talking would, about obviously. So, so obviously, I would ask for the cost. Um. What is the? Okay. Whoa. Whoa. Did nope, I not have? No. Nope, that, that, that was number three. Oh. Okay. But let's let's back up because I'm interviewing you. Okay? okay. I'm sorry. Okay. Um. Let's see, let's not get come on. Sure. It's a little slow today. <laughs> Dentist. Right? You got to retrain. <laughs> what do you mean I'm slow? I'm the one. I'm guiding the question. Questioner. Yeah. You're getting ahead. Okay. Back back to this though. <laughs> I want, because you were going somewhere and didn't finish it. Okay. Okay. You said there's going to be a lot of information and there's going to be some deviation on, and, and some ambiguity on how you answer these questions. 70% shot oper No, 70% success rate. Yep. Okay. That would lead you to ask what's the shot opportunity. Yes. Why? Be well, because the shot opportunity is going to be different for different people than the success rate. The success so then you would then yeah. calculate. Oh, okay, where, where am I going to fall? In I that? would be at an eighty to eighty-five percent then. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm going to I'm going to say, okay, I'm I'm compromised in this for this hunt, or I feel like I, uh, I would be an overachiever on this, so I could figure out where where I expected myself to so, fall. So if you're you know big game hunting again, okay, and you've got a two hundred yard opportunity is not gonna be the same for me as is it's gonna be for you. Or a four hundred yard opportunity yeah, is gonna be yeah. a lot better for you than me. Right. So what right. I'm trying to say is that's exactly right. Is that that Brad's gonna ask the question, the reason he said success rate and shot opportunities, because there's a formula there he's gonna put himself into based on his equation of what he's good at. Okay. So we have a seventy percent success rate okay so 70 percent of the people you come kill an animal yes so if i know brad well enough he's going hmm, okay so what mitigates me eliminating the 30 percent and getting close to 99 percent? and then he's going to go okay so what's your average shot yeah. and, and they're going to go 200 but if you can shoot to 400 it's going to be better so brad's going to go Plus seventy is going to be plus five percent. Now he's at seventy five. Yeah, okay. okay. Um, well, a lot of guys can't get into the, some of the remote areas that we can take them into because they're physically limited. Hmm, I'm in good shape. Plus five more percent. Now he's at eighty. Okay. okay. Um, a lot of the guys d can't spot animals. Yep. Oh, plus five. Now I'm at eighty five. So Brad goes. Hmm. Okay. Now the next question he immediately went to. Now this was unscripted, and we didn't do it. What was the next one you said? Wait, wait, wait a second. Before you go on there, if I don't, if you don't mind, no, please. At what point do you say that's too low? I'm moving on to another outfitter. Well, or another I opportunity. Might, it might, it's more of your answers, probably. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna go through my questions. Yeah. What, okay. Now if I'm going to Colorado, I'm not gonna ask this because I know I've, Colorado elk hunts Colorado elk hunt, right? Yeah. Um, but m maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. It, not maybe, everybody does. Maybe San Juan I'm in basin's going to be different. Right. Maybe I'm. So I'm at. Tw I have 20 elk points. So I'm. I apply every year for one of the top units. So say I draw Colorado and I'm not doing a ranching for wildlife hunt in, in December. I'm going to say, okay, uh, what's the average bull size that you shoot? And top end and what's your low end? Okay, so, but we're leading shot opportunity. We're going to trophy size now. Well, so but I'm saying like if, it, if it's yeah. only going to be 50%, are you going to like, oh, there's no way I'm going to, you know, book that hunt. Well, it, doesn't, yep. it depends on what it okay. is. Okay, so 
but, but you're saying if, if there's a potential for a trophy animal and most guys, their opportunity at success might be 10% at that animal. For me, it's going to be a lot higher than that. Well, d- not all of my hunts are trophy hunts. I might, I may be on an opportunity yeah. hunt and I don't. Okay. So that's different. Then he's okay. going to go right. Yeah. So, so he might go to a trophy area and they say it's only 60%. Well, 60% is low. But it's because you're shooting a 380 bull or above, which now you're like, ooh, that's high. And there's, there's anything I can do to uh, increase that shot opportunity. And then you're just going to ask those so, questions. So you won't make a decision, a make or break decision on a particular hunt based only on success shot rate. opportunity no. or success no. rate. No, no, no. Okay. I'm only li- Brian only gave me four questions. Okay. I have a lot more. <laughs> well, number one. On. Number yeah. two, you said right after this was? Animal size. Yes, trophy size. Trophy size, yeah. So, so what are you looking for there? Oh, it depends on the area. But how do you ask the questions? I said, what, what's your average animal size? Okay, we're hunting mule deer. Let's do it. Okay, Hunter, let's no, role we're play. Mule deer. Call I've, me up. So we're hunting mule deer. No, role play. Okay. Do you know how to role play? Dentists never did a lot of role playing. Hi. Sales guys did a lot of role playing. Hi, hi Brian. <laughs> I heard you're like one of the oh, top. Oh, see, now he's dismissing this. I, I hear you. He's got the hand telephone now. No, no, he's dismissing it like this isn't as important as what I do every day. No, no. Okay. No, 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 no. I'm even using my fake telephone here, Brian. Yes. Right. So, <laughs> hey, Brian, I hear you're one of the top mule deer outfits. Hey, Lindley, can you state. have this asshole removed from our office, please? It's okay. <laughs> So, hey, I'm interested in your hunt. I have a lot of points I think I could draw this year. I just uh, kind of, you know, see if we'd be a match for each other. Yeah, so I would I would say we average 185. 185. You average, average 185 mule deer. Yep. Okay. Um, h- how many years is that average run over? I would say that, good question. We've owned the place eight years, and that's our eight-year average. Who are your guides? So I would, have, I, would you be guiding me? Um, yes, I would be involved in the hunt, depending on who you fall. There will be four other guys in camp at the same time you're in camp. Obviously, it's a trophy unit. Not everybody draws this. We take a total of eight hunters. Um, we have a 63,000-acre ranch. Oh, nice. And uh, um, you're hunting 90% on pub, I, private, public, scattered in because of BLM and state land. Makes okay. sense? So last year, you averaged 185. Eight-year average, 185. Oh, I mean, what's your we, what's we, your biggest deer typically run? We've killed a 219, and we've killed a 228. So there's a chance that it, I have a I have a realistic chance that I could see maybe a 200-inch deer. We kill we kill two to four deer every year in that 200 range, 200 inch. Do range. you have any availability this year? I do. Okay, yeah, we're in a very limited draw area. Yeah, so so some of it's a guy like me that has enough points I could draw. If you draw, we, we, we here's how it you works. have the availability to take me. Yep, we do. We take a deposit to hold your name. It's non-refundable. How much is the deposit? Um, thirty percent of the hunt. But I could roll it to the next year if you I didn't can, draw. But it's non-refundable. Okay. Once you, you make a commitment with us, it, you know I have to have the guides, I have to have the outfitters, I have to have a commitment. Otherwise, you don't draw or something happens. Yeah. Do you own the land then? I don't. I lease it. And how, and how long is your lease good for if I'm going to give you my money and, and it's non-refundable? Well, that's a good question. I have two years left on this current lease. Okay. But I've had it for eight years, and I've had no problem renewing. I have a great relationship with the landowner. We manage it super well. And uh, that's why I said I'm, I'm not BSing you when I say 185. Yeah. Some guys that say we average 200 inches. And it, to, I get scared when people tell me, well, I talked to Joe Blow, and they average, They said they did 200 inches. I would say go hunt with him and then give me a call later. So what's your success rate on 185-inch 180 av- average? So we've, we've went 
because the 185 average is an average. Right. Okay. So I can't tell you what my success rate is on the 185 average because that is my average. Right. Okay. So. Like so, 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 okay. Time like out. That? So no, now I would You say, can't interrupt the role oh, player. Uh, <laughs> I still got some questions. Go left. ahead. I'm going to get more ahead. than four no, questions. This, this in is on good. This. this is good. Go ahead. Okay. So, so my, my point was when it comes to the trophy evaluation, right? You're evaluating trophy size. It seems to me that you've got in your mind already what, what you're looking, what, what, uh, what size you're looking for. You've already got he that does. in your He knows mind. what a trophy is if so he's been applying for these points. You have to know. That, I mean, that's just going to be so, that's just going to be part so of what you like do. This conversation, okay. And an example is one of our camps in Wyoming for elk. Elk, elk in Wyoming is getting all jacked up. The, the the number of points required is getting pushed hard because of COVID, um, yada yada yada, a number of things. But we have an outfitter that has really good elk hunting. Um, probably you're averaging somewhere around the three fifty ish. And if you draw, he will take you. So it's not one of those things where we have to, yeah. we have to, we've got a standing deal. Okay, if we can draw our guys, you're going to, yep. you'll take us. Yep. Well, we've, we know what we're expecting. Um, we know what his top end is. And bottom end is limited by the person, basically. If they yeah. Screw up yeah, and because, shoot the wrong well, ball. And or, the other thing is, is listen, th- th- so this 185 average isn't fair, okay, when you're talking about trophies. Because I know what I'm looking for going in. And I got to tell you, embellishing in is in abundance in the outfitting business. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's it's blatant across it the board. Should come okay? as no surprise, right? So they're always going to be selling their top end animals. You know, we got an outfitter in Canada. I don't even, we don't even book for him. He he has the same eleven remanufactured pictures every year oh from a different angle, showing these triple drop time. It's just like really, buddy. Um, we're not sending people up there, you know, um, because right. it, it yep. just sure it's, put his partner on. Yeah, it's just <laughs> bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Okay, if you uh, long term, you're going to build that reputation for yourself. Okay, but I would say buyer beware to the people listening. That's why we're doing this podcast. Yeah, and I, and I like the questions you're asking. Now, I would say trophy size. Let's say go back to deer. Okay, and if somebody starts telling me, oh, we average 200 inches, that's a tall tale. The other thing is, is this 185 average for big trophy units? And we're going to use Colorado, one of the best deer states in on this continent in the world, period, end of sentence, okay? 185. You know what you're up against? You're up against a guy from Minnesota or Wisconsin that comes out there, and he shot a 140 whitetail that he calls a 150. Right. And he sees that first 172 mule deer that's 28 inches wide the 160 may not make it and, and past that's standing there dumb trying to breathe and he dough. loses his mind and the outfitter is like you ain't shooting that okay he gets him talk past that first one the next one's 177 heavy horned and even looks bigger because he's three inches but now he's 30 inches wide 29 inches wide and he's like dude He's not getting him past that deer. Does that make sense? Yep. yep. He, he's just not doing it. The deer's dying. One of those type of deer is dying before the end of the first day. He just can't get him past it. So that affects his average if he's honest. Yeah, I would. I hundred percent can get down with that. I'm thinking of Dennis from Peoria. Yes. You know, and and just he would have to do some either have experience like Brad does, or he would have to do a lot of background research to say, okay, this is what I'm after. 
I'm looking for a 200 inch. And we've had podcasts about this. We've yeah, talked how about how to the, become the, a better guided hunter. We, we talked about do your research. Yeah, yep. But we've also talked about the pitfalls of that was podcast setting too high. <laughs> Okay. Well, what a great memory. That's awesome. No, but I mean, we talked about setting expectations too, right? Okay. So if your expectations, and you really don't know, you're just sort you're thinking about, well, you know, my neighbor down the road or the guy that I work with at Caterpillar, you know, he, he got a 210 inch, so I need to at least get a 200 inch, right? Yeah. Don't, don't go hunting for uh, inches. Um, just go hunting for what you're looking for and know what you're trying to find. So it's not a and bad question. No, it's not a bad question. It's just a matter of, you are you ready to even have to ask that question? Yeah. So what's your number three? Because I found this interesting, the order you went in. Um, and, well, you and asked me and I, you said, you said I got four choices. And that's, and yeah, I so did that. I for, rattled them off. I, so, no, yeah. I, listen, I don't know that I'm, they were I, in any particular order. Actually, you know what? I wanted your unconscious reaction from your subconscious because i i had i had looked and researched this topic in front of me and i wanted to know what they are i have a positive point to make about yeah. the order you ran these in so before you get worried okay. let me tell you i'm going to support some, well i i think i'm going to support was cost. some experience how here. much is the cost what comes with Welcome that? the cost wasn't first um well because i'm going to use an algorithm and figure out the uh Cost, benefit, worth. Success. You wanted yeah. to know opportunity, yeah. size, then tell me the cost. Yeah. And so, yeah. Which I think is genius yeah. because you know what? Our listeners should understand this comes from a point of perspective. Actually, of yeah. 10 years owning I a like, company. I like that. Does I that actually make sense? Do. Now that yes. I think about it, it does. It, 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 it does because the way he rattled it off, here's what he did. He says, what's my opportunity going to be here? To get, to get the animal I'm going for. Okay, perfect. We're saying said mule deer. Okay? Brad went, what's my shot opportunity? And then what's, what's my success? Okay, 80%. Okay, and then what's the shot opportunity for most people? The guy says 90. Okay, so you got some people that miss. And what's the number one reason they don't make it? Okay, they couldn't make the shot that far. Okay, Brad goes, boom, boom, boom. I'm at 95%. Okay, what, what's your average trophy size? Now I want to know how big I'm going to get. Okay, 185. Yep, and I kill some 200 inches. Yep, what's your top end? 228. So every year you see some bucks well over 200 inches. Yep. Now I can shoot further than the average guy. This is his mindset process. Yep. We're interviewing oh, Brad. Totally. 100%. So, so Brad goes, so we want to adopt that for all these people that want to go own their own next adventure, right? And so then he says cost, right? And unless cost. it's like $28,000, I mean, yeah. that's a little outrageous, but I mean, it's not. It's well, not going to be and, that. And you never know. I mean, you might have somebody's. Well, and, and the other thing is if it's too cheap and it doesn't make sense, I got to figure all that out. Right. That's a good point. There, there's, there's, there's so, a place. Okay, so let's role play so what's your cost so say what so how much does your hunt cost 3500 3500 uh, how many days is a 3500 <laughs> five days that's a five day hunt what's included in that uh meals lodging the whole works what's the lodging like um it's not nice old farmhouse but it's it's a, so it's i got a bed good, yeah so i didn't need to show up with yep, my you ranch know, snacks no nope. So thirty five hundred, and do i need to have my own vehicle on the ranch nope. or is this a truck nope. hunt or nope. what kind of hunt with it? a guide one-on-one so I just show up and thirty five hundred dollars. Um, time out. What are you thinking right now? I'm thinking it's one. It's cheap. Um, <laughs> say, no, say what so you're going to say. So you said I was thinking it's 
One, it's cheap. You go ahead and say the words you're going to say. So go ahead and say it. It's, so it's not everything's it's, on it's adding what? up. It's too cheap. It's, it's too, too good to be too true. Good to be true. Yeah. I, so I, I got yeah. a 95% shot opportunity at 185 yeah. mule deer, and it's 3500 bucks. You yeah. know what I say? I got to have the, my BS sniffers it, going. It, if, if, this is, if this is real, I'll buy every and one you have, <laughs> yeah. and I'll resell them yeah. for 7500 and I'll still be cheaper okay. than everybody else in the market. So, so anyway, that's one scenario. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so anyway, that wasn't fair. I, I mean, you. we're There's using a – Six grand. Yeah, okay. So still now, cheap. Now, now I'm thinking it's cheap, but maybe I found a hidden gem or something, right? Exactly. Um, so, you know, i got to figure all that out. So there's an I, algorithm I, that you formulated from experience. From experience. Now I want to know – Now listen, all you listeners, you don't think we get these calls every day. <laughs> We get these calls every day. Kelly takes – we should have <laughs> Kelly on a call. We should have Kelly do a, 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 a podcast on the stupidest calls I get from outfitters oh and the crazy shit I hear every day at the bone. And if you, get a call and if you get a call and you're an outfitter and Bernard Fowler is asking some – and it sounds like he's done this before. That's a, not, don't get my <laughs> alias out. That's a clue. Bernard Fowler? <laughs> so – um, <laughs> you bastard, Barney Fowler. No, Bernard. Um, that was my oh, alias, Bernard. So one time, obviously, you know, I owned a financial service or own a financial yeah. service business. We had a bank that we underwrit some of our mortgage, and the underwriting department uh, wouldn't take a call from me because they said my sales force was too pesky. Well, if we're bringing you sales, how can we be too pesky? So I came up with an alias for two days, being Bernard Fowler, and uh, um, then they they, came, they 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 I proved my theory. And so anyway, it was so funny. we we had some hunters uh, a sidetrack here, fun fun little side note, and and they 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 physically decided they panicked at the last minute and they decided they weren't up for this drop to do it yourself hunt. Okay. So they they called and said, hey, we found somebody else on the Google machine. Would you vet them for us? So. Bernard vetted him and and I was in there and as I'm listening to this this so this is that's my red flag yeah and a red and I flag use going that up. at work at, at the office and I use it here so I was like I was like there was a lot of red flags going up and I was like Ooh, this oh because he thought I was being too intelligent with my questions no I mean when you oh. were asking and the, what the outfitter was saying oh the red like, oh yes yeah I was like yes. oh this is a disaster in disaster. the making oh, so we boy. were actually vetting him for these guys but which I in hindsight I wish they would have went on that hunt yeah. it would have been awesome for <laughs> yeah it was you Lindley and I yeah. you Lindley and I were sitting in there and I was Bernard Fowler <laughs> and it came out like this and Brad's like no shit and he's like I goes and your name I said Bernard Fowler it's I have one like more that. too. It's Bernie Bernowski. So anyway, <laughs> well, it sounds less like Barney Fife. Yeah, well, oh, you know, I met a lot of those over the years too at the back yeah. of my car. So anyway, um, uh, so cost, cost. Okay. So so again, you're you, and then number four was, uh, what did I say? Was hunting four? pressure. Oh yeah. How how many other hunters are going to be in camp with me? Right. Hunters in camp and hunters in the unit. I, I'm going to probably know a good answer to that anyway, right. but I want to, I want an idea, you know, accessibility, land. accessibility land? Yeah. if there's, you know, if there's a barrier of entry to get into that place, that might take care of it. If, um, you know, if you, if you need a, a good <laughs> horse to get 12 miles into the back country, that's going to eliminate most of your looky lose from, you know, locals even. Right. I mean, so, so, <laughs> so I'm just thinking here. So, it was funny how you rattled these off because I pulled this thing up. We were looking at doing this podcast. I said, okay, give me your four. You said, okay, what's my opportunity? Number two, what's trophy size opportunity? 
Number three, what's the opportunity to get that trophy size going to cost me? That was your third bullshit meter. Okay, because basically what you start with is you want to know you want to evaporate or eliminate as much embellishing through your algorithm, as you called it, (laughs) of questions. Right. Right. Yep. Okay. And then the last one was how many other hunters is I going to see or how many you're trying to get a synopsis or an understanding of who's all going to be in camp with you. What's going to be what's the pressure like and what am I up against? And I, you know, obviously I'd be pretty interested in who would be guiding me and what their experience mm-hmm. level was. Yeah, from there you had you had yeah. twenty more questions you would ask, and again, mine were just like I wanted to do it, you know, uh, unconsciously rip them off. Yeah. There's a lot of value in that. I think it, it, I found it incredible the, the 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 first four you picked because honestly, I sat there and I'm like, son of a now because i was gonna have to ask myself for and i had to ponder them and i didn't scroll because i stole so, some of you yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well but like the but, but you're success right. rate and shot opportunity are two super important questions because you're gonna get you're gonna find the what the average of that guy with general public and then you're either you're either gonna feel like you're gonna fall in that you're gonna fall below that or you're gonna fall you, you'll fall above that yep so you'll have some idea of what your capabilities are too right and and so that which which was funny because then i asked uh i answered four and mine were more on capabilities then because what you just said um shot opportunity okay so inside your four it led me to go okay that answers a lot of questions because those four questions you ask would lead to a lot of questions like, okay, what would my shot opportunity, what's the expectations of that? Is this a 300-yard um, shot? Is it a 500-yard shot? Is it a 200-yard shot? It, that's, it, that's, right. that, that's absolutely imperative to have and understand because if the guy says, no, I got a 65% shot or I got an 80% shot opportunity um, and we really run about 65 to 70% success. Yeah. Okay, so what's that? what is the shot opportunity? Well, you got to be able to shoot within 400 yards. Well, you know what? I could be the one contributing to the 65% success then mm-hmm. because I might be on the 35% end that goes home empty-handed because I can't shoot past 200 yards if I'm honest with myself. Right. Right? So what's the shot expectation? Number two, what's the physical expectation? I sent a guy on a hunt one time about six years ago, seven years ago, to a ranch um, east of Craig, Colorado, west of Craig, Colorado. And he called me back after the hunt, and he goes, holy shit. Um, you, I wish I would have um, understood more of what the physical um, uh, expectations were of this hunt. And I'm like, what? I go, oh, I, I go so you, you wanted something more physical. He goes, no. He goes, auto bleep. Dude, I had to, I had to literally, literally, I had four to five hundred yards a day of the steepest shit I've ever been on my life. He was there was days we hiked almost up to a mile, and at that altitude, I just couldn't even do it. Jeez. And you know the ranch I'm referring to. I do. I've sat in a truck and had sheer freaking boredom for three days, hoping somebody would say, let's go hike a mile so I can get out of this God-blessed truck and quit rubbing my ass up and down on these springs of this wore-out flatbed pickup I'm on, you know? So everybody has different expectations of what's physical or not. So it asks physical expectations. Three, and it was food. What am, I, what am I paying for? What's my food? I don't normally think of food because I take a lot of my own mm-hmm. and I can decipher through it, but this last week made me think of food. I'd have a lot of this last week's vetting process that you and I were on, Brad. We Actually, it was in late May, 
2022. You wanted to give him that time frame. <laughs> what you said last week, and by the time this airs, it's not going to have been last week. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I guess I was referencing that I, we're out all the time doing this. You're right. Okay. Um, I appreciate that perspective. I get it. Because yeah, the, the guy, our expectation was that he would have food for us. And we were. Yeah, his expectation of food and ours was two different things. Yeah. Yep. And uh, um, like so <laughs> usually we bring food with us. And we were. Kinda, That's why I usually don't worry about it. Yeah, because we and were we super ha- crunched for time. We had some. We had some. But we didn't. Uh, but we would have. We would have. This was. We this seemed done a like it bit. was really put together at the. I mean, we were just. We worked all week. We left after work. We drove. But I would have done food. Yeah. Food would be my big one. And then, and then the last one, um, I always want to know the sleeping arrangements. Yeah. Because I will tell you this: if it's an extended hunt, four or five or six days, I want to know what I'm sleeping on and where I'm sleeping. Yeah. Because I have no problem if they say no, it's a cot. In the uh, and you don't have to bring us there. We have old sleeping bags there. They're awesome. Yes, they are. And four hundred people have slept in those things. And I don't like your sweaty, disdained body. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't want to be in your human sleeping condom. Um, well, you know, even at that, I'm, I'm I not know, into that. I know what's comfortable for me to me sleep. Me too. In. So I'm bringing my pad. I'm bringing my my, my, <laughs> my sleeping bag. My no sleeping problem. Pad just need to know. And my sleeping bag. Exactly. And my, and my pack pillow. I would think this is good information yeah. for people listening. Because this, yeah, because you know what, I do the same thing. I, well, obviously, it's like no question. And and you know what? Well, we travel. So when we're on the vetting in the fall, we have a big bag that is. Um, it has options in the bag. So if we're leaving for a hunt, we don't have to go repack. We just go. Okay, we're adding this and this yeah, a lot to of what we're doing, and then it goes right back cleaned. in the back <laughs> at the end of season. The bag goes here. We goes in the laundry, and then it. Yeah, goes goes out again. So mine was shot expectation. Uh, shot expectation. What's my shot? What you, what's your expectation of the shot? Physical expectations. What's your ex- expectations of me physically? How many um, uh, miles am I going to have to work, or what what's it going to look like? Food. What am I going to be eating? Do I need to bring my own? What is it? And then sleeping arrangements. Um, am I going to get a good night's sleep? This the other. Th- here's another one about sleeping arrangements. Okay, there's going to be four guys in camp. Do I get my own room? No, you're in a bunkhouse with all four guys. Ooh, um, now I understand six thousand dollars in cost. Okay, got it. So I'm gonna be in with all four guys. Yep. And then Jerry from Albuquerque shows up. Okay. And Jerry weighs three hundred and ninety-seven pounds. And Does he have sleep apnea? And he's four foot nine, <laughs> and he's got a neck this big around, and he has sleep apnea. But Jerry is the life of the party. And he can drink whiskey and smoke a cigar like nobody you met at the end of the night. And he has a story that is better than any story. And you love Jerry until he falls asleep. And then you want to punch the shit out of Jerry. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And when he wakes oh, yeah. up in the morning, he has no revere for the fact that he was like seven hammers <laughs> hammering on a table all night long sleeping. Yeah, we've, we've got a client who's a good client. He's got a lot of points. He's, he goes on nice hunts, you know. Uh, you know, he's selective about his hunts. One of the things he always asks is, okay, I get my own tent. That's got to be part of the deal. We always got to make sure yeah. he goes in with his own tent. He goes, I pee a lot and I snore, and I don't want to have other people. Waking them up. Yep. Yeah, and I, I appreciate the perspective, and he don't want to be worried about other people yep. waking them up. Yep. And so sleeping arrangements, not just what I'm going to be sleeping on, but who I'm going to be sleeping with. And I got to tell you, I sleep much better by myself. I sleep way better. Just like, you know, so I, 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 I now want my own tents, not question. You know what I'm saying? Um, I just, you know, um, 
I can sleep with two dudes in a room. No problem. Okay. Five guys in a room. I can do it, but I'm bringing earplugs. Not a question. And I know, and I, I, I you know, yep. got to get my you just shit. Just know it. Got to know it. So that's what I would do. So there you go. Now, some other things. What would be some other things you should ask? Brad, you got some other ones you should ask? Um, yeah, well, there's going to be a lot. I want to know how many, how many days I'll be hunting. Um, you know, I, I definitely want to know about the guide, you know, like duration. How long have your guides worked for uh, yeah, you? I Who are your guides? It doesn't, may, might not matter to me that he's a great guide and he's never stepped foot on there before because we've had that. No, I got there. three new guides. They're unbelievable young yeah. guys. Oh, yeah. perfect. This is going to be a rock. <laughs> so exactly. Is this a one-on-one hunt, a two-on-one hunt? Uh, well, one of the questions yeah. you ask that you got answered through the question of trophy size in our role play was how long have you had the concession and how long are you going to have it? So you are vetting, do you know your area? Yeah. And do you know where the trophies are? That's really good. And I don't want to book a hunt maybe two years down the road or think I'm going to draw two years down and kind of start lining this up and they lose that and, I, and I'm stuck with that person. Is, it, is this the first hunt of the season, the second hunt of the season, yep. or the third hunt of the season? You should ask that. Yep. And Everybody should ask yep. that because, okay, I'm on the third hunt of the season. Okay, that's different. Uh, okay, so it might it, be good and it might be bad. It, what makes it what makes it unique? Is it better? Is that just as much trophy size? Is is that when your smaller animals get killed? How does that work? Yeah, if the yeah. guide says, if the outfitter says, oh, you know, I only have about twenty percent of my uh, my spots open because I generally these are repeat. I have repeat clients and they they book uh, these up. Episode seventy four, we talked about early, mid, or late season. Which is best podcast? 70, yeah. Episode 74, well, so and, check that out. And, yeah, and it totally depends. If you're going on a sheep hunt, you know, the, the weather's going to be typically nicer on the first time. Right. But you, I, I like to have combo opportunities, and that might, it wouldn't that happen might have early. eliminated. Yeah. Well, the like, other thing is, is I hate being the middle guy because then if you need an extra day, you're out. They got new hunters yeah. coming in. True. I, I don't like being the middle guy. I don't like being that middle season. And that's just me personally because then it feels like even after you kill your animal – if your buddy hasn't killed their animal, they're almost like, are your bags right. packed? Are you getting yeah. this shit out of here? Where are you guys going? When are you leaving? And they're rushing you out. And you know what? I, I don't I don't like that. I, I came out. I want to be in camp the full time, you know, unless I unless my buddy kills and I kill and we go. And, and references, you know, references are probably important. But they, I, they're I think very, you said something, Brad. They're very difficult. A reference list can be very yeah. difficult. I think it's bullshit for the most part. Because they don't generally give – um, you know, the f- if there's six, me, six guys that hunted and two of them had a, so, two of them were easy to get along with and four of them just hated everything about it. You, you're never going to get the four. Too many variables. Yeah, there's too many variables. Well, it's too easy. It's too easy to stack the deck. You know, here's what we do when we uh, um, vet. I'm going to give you some trade insight. Here's what we do when we vet an outfitter. We say we need two recommendations for other outfitters in the industry. We need. Four good references, four bad references. Like Amazon. Exactly. We, we don't give a sh- just about your four good ones. You Hey, I had my cousin come, and I dropped everything for him. I had my brother-in-law come. I, you know, I had, I had an Easter party out here. These guys, are you kidding me? Yeah. And then, and the, okay, and then what other outfitter in the industry is going to call you a good one? Have you, have you earned the respect of your peers? Hmm. Yeah, that's a okay. – a really uh, 
involved question but, that uh, tells us that, a lot. That's yeah. a tough one. Well, and, and here's the other thing. No, we're, we're not asking people to ask that. You no, know, I'm not that, telling That you. would be tough. That yeah. would be tough because nobody's going to give you their competitors. Right. But we're talking from our perspective. Well, I will tell you this. That helps you with the quality of book of business that we have because we ask that question because if people want us to work for them and book their hunts and, and have access to our clients, that's how important our clients are to us. You know, you said something, Brad, a second ago. And, and it may or may not be a good question. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, how many repeat clients have you had? I think that's a really important one because it tells me a lot about their character usually and quality of their hunt. And, yeah, and, but are and they going to say anything other than, oh, lots of them. Yeah, we you know, Well, I would say them. I would get specific on that. What percentage, we ask that in our vetting process. What percentage I know we do, your, yeah. What percentage of your clients are repeat clients? Yeah. 70 Boom, ding, 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 we're rocking. 50 or above is good because a lot of times people go, I got other things to do. Uh, over 50% of my clients are repeat clients. Yeah, and, and some places are not applicable. If, so that's some, what I was going to say. Some of our yes. elk hunts, right. uh, if, if you want to hunt uh, whatever, <laughs> Unit 7 in Wyoming. You good know luck what, you doing know it twice in a lifetime. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so, so points might restrict you in that ability. Yeah. Um, but – you know, they get a lot of word of mouth. Word of mouth's a, a yeah. big one. You know, I, get, I, I don't advertise. Yeah. I don't, I don't, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I don't use agents or whatever. Oh, good, I, good I, questions. Uh, really good questions. Are your, are your, are your outfitters, uh, I would ask this, are your outfitters familiar with archery equipment? If you're an archery hunter or you're, or you, you know, do you have guides that um, are, are bow hunters? Do they know how to handle bow hunters? You know, if you're going to Alaska, Elk, uh, um, elk hunting. If you're going to Alaska, well, you could go to Alaska elk hunting. But if you're going to Alaska moose hunting, what you don't want to do is book a hunt from an outfitter that's really not equipped and doesn't have many camps for bow hunters. He's yeah. primarily rifle area. And, and an example, another example of that, if you're moose hunting, you want to know how that moose is going to get extirpated from the field. You want, I mean, yep. That that's a huge animal. Okay, how am I going to get this from point A to point B? Yeah, What's how many actual hunting days am I going to have if I kill an animal? Yeah, is it going to eat up two? I had to book the ten day hunt, and I'm doing a combo for three species. But I just killed a moose day two, and it's going to take three days to get out. Well, that kind of super screws you. Yes, yeah, uh, Shay sent us. So he sent a picture of uh, oh, 15, 20 years ago. He 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 did a safari in BC. Four animals. And he sent me and Scott that picture. And I was like, whoa. And he was like, yeah, it, it's <laughs> every, all the, all the gods were shining on me. I, I was on my right out of camp and I shot this. And yeah. then I shot this. Yeah. And then I shot this. I mean, that's not practical. All at 150 no. yards, standing <laughs> broadside, <laughs> sleeping. Because, because you got to get, you know, you got to get that animal out too. I mean, they're yeah. just, but yeah. it, on some of those things and other questions, if it's a real remote hunt, okay. Are we going to field care in the field? You know, we're not coming back. We're not, not. Do I have a packer? We're not driving back to the locker and hanging the meat up. Okay, so I, I need I need my animal caped. If you don't know how to cape it, you're hoping somebody. Do you have it. air support? Yeah. Sheep hunt. Do you have air support? I just had this last year. Went with an outfitter, 87 miles on my feet. Yep. No air support. Didn't move me. You know, they knew at day eight I wasn't going to see anything. Well, guess what? We came back. We re-rated the outfitter. We still sell his hunts. But guess what? We make sure we tell people. There's no, no air support. support. 
There's no air support. If you're not seeing hunts, you're you, you're going to be grinding it out every day. And uh, so, yes, this might be three to five thousand dollars cheaper than another one. But one of the things you want to consider in saving that three thousand bucks is that you're not going to have air support. The other one has air support. They will move you if you're in the dead zone and sheep are not in that area. I just got a call a couple of weeks ago from a gal, and she said, "Hey, I got a question for you. I got my." best friend here and her husband found a cancellation sheep hunt in alaska and can you tell me if it's any it's, good it's x amount of dollar is that a good price and uh, i said oh i said uh um i said what range is it in um what range is it? i don't she know do, she doesn't know i said well does it have air support um, I, I, I don't know. And I said, well, okay, right now I can't even answer that because right now most of those, most of the camps. It's not a good deal. Yeah. Oh, it's 18,000 uh, yeah. bucks. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter if it's 12,000 bucks. If you got to go back three times, you're going to have $36,000 into an animal. Right. You could have done it once. Yeah. The problem isn't the 36,000. Well, it is because you spent the same amount of money, but you got three years and it could have been hunting something else. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So there's so many variables with this. That's yeah. why I think it's such a huge resource to use a company like ourselves. Just, just I mean, just to throw it out right. there, you're exactly. listening. Th this is what we do. We have full-time staff in here every day, you know what I'm saying, um, to support the, the just the logistic understanding of all this stuff. And I think the better logistical part of that, too, is that, you know, asking, you know, the people here in the Bone Cave, asking those questions that – I would never think to ask, you know, or most hunters might not ever think to ask some of those questions. Um, for example, the air support question you mm -hmm. just said. Yeah. And then, but but better than that is that, you know, taking that knowledge and then giving it to the hunter who who wants to understand and know this hunt and say, yeah, we've looked at this. We know you. We know you've told us what your expectations, limitations, what you like. Yep. And this looks like a good fit for you. And here's why. Yep. Because we've asked the questions that need to be asked. Yeah, to the have a software to be able to go in and answer all these questions so then it populates your best matches from a database of a 1,000 adventures so you'd actually see your top three to four or five yeah. hunts and then be able to compare them. Don't get Googled. Become a member. <laughs> um, right? Because we've actually spent tons of money to have a uh, an actual scientific approach to this yeah but then to take it even a step further than that brian as you well know and my office being right next door to kelly you know i can hear this conversation with her going on all the time is after one of our members gets back from a hunt guess what she's on the phone exit we did, have an exit interview yep what uh, did he meet your expectations did the guy do this so, so, so what, what was you're saying like? is we're actually even auditing exactly the, the right. service that we're providing and every the more time. time that goes on the better that catalog is getting Right. Well, and to, yeah. to that point, sometimes those are telling on both sides because if somebody is disappointed in something, what they might be disappointed in is an unrealistic expectation. Yeah. Right. They couldn't and physically like, do it. Yep. It's like, okay, or, well, yeah. this, you know, that, that what, what he provided is what we would expect yeah. on that, on said hunt. But I know? think Kelly's good at getting both sides of the story she now that very, you mentioned that. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, and it puts a highlight on what the issue is if there is one. You know, we had an outfitter last year that um, I vetted four years ago. They were just getting started. We helped them because there was two kids that were really good, and we helped them in British Columbia. And one of them is just went bizarre world, right? He's just uh, crazy. And we, we can't vet for him anymore. And we, we can't, can't book we can't, for him there. We won't book anymore. Yeah, we do not book. We've taken him off our catalog and just said, hey, guys, um, love you, appreciate you. 
not making good choices can't expose our members to your services anymore. Well, that sucks. You don't have to be that way. Well, whoa, th- this is business to some degree, and we, we our members have an expectation, and we're not going to compromise that. Yes, we have a relationship with you. You should consider that relationship and stand up to what you provided and continue to, to pay attention to the details you did before. If you're not going to, it's going to eliminate you from us being able to uh, provide you um, quality outdoors, people that are looking for adventure. Won't do it. It's going the extra mile, you know, and I, I, I really applaud Kelly for doing a really, really good job of doing that. Yeah. Well, we got a round peg in a round hole there, you know, um, and uh, yeah, well, there, amazing. Her, what, what, what she has is experience because I'm oftentimes tooling around with guns and I'll be, I'll, I'll be listening too. And she, she's yep. asked the right questions. Yep. So yep. many times, and she knows the questions to ask. Yep. Yeah, well, and, we've yep. developed a we've developed a disciplined approach to a, um, a distinct issue, and that's making sure that these hunters or these outfitters are vetted the right way. Yep. And uh, um, and yeah, I mean, not a question. I just look at you know in 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 just a I we can't just say her without you know, Sophie's research on all the states every week and Brennan's research with all the products, even like we had a meeting today, I believe from a marketing perspective. Yep, sure did. Okay. Okay. See this product. Yep. That's what we, if we can't have that, boom, we're not, we, we will not have that, a product that goes lower than that. Okay. Perfect. I mean, you were in that meeting today and, mm-hmm. uh, um, you know, that's something that when we designed the entire company, we said we wanted to provide, and to see that come for fruition is really fun. It's a holistic approach, I think, to hunting, really. It, I mean, when I, you think about what yeah. you mentioned Sophie doing, helping people with that strategy side of it, because oftentimes you're lost. You can get lost with knowing, what do I need in this state, that state, uh, how many oh, years, it's, it's how overwhelming. many points, how much does that cost, when's the deadline? With the, with the adventures, with the applications, with the product. I mean, at one time today, I came through here just kind of making my rounds, high five and creating the energy. And Lindley was on the phone with a new vendor, right? Yep. And, um, and establishing relationship. Brennan was on the phone with a client that's getting ready for a hunt doing a, a gear list review. Sophie was on the phone doing a dashboard build for applications and point strategies. She was on a three-way call with an outfitter and a company that uses us um, for uh, their clients to go on hunts. So um, the outfitter and a hunter, right? Yeah. Um, and and you were back here hacking away on getting all the marketing stuff to support this whole entourage of people. And Darren's coming in and out. So you talk about you talk about a machine that's running every day, um, and and it's because people need to answer. We we made this whole company because we didn't want people to get Googled. Well, and, and <laughs> right? tags are yeah. becoming far too valuable to squander away and not, and not give it. And so is any. gas. I mean, you got, you got to know where you're going to get there because Biden's going to have gas at 27 bucks a, a gallon. But, I mean, crime and netly, now it tags, right. tags hey, that I'm you into that. count on that we had them every year. Gone. Now it's just getting super hard. Well, you don't, you don't want to squander an opportunity and have, and, 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 and have your opportunity – be not what it could have yeah. or should have been. Yep. So, anyway. Yeah. Well, well listen. I go ahead. You were going to say something. No, no, no. Go okay. ahead. Okay. No, I was just going to say. I think that that unless you guys got, I think that that's a plethora. There, there's a bunch of stuff here that you could take and say, hey, listen, this will make you know. If you do have an outfitter, I, listen, I get it. Some guy that you know says, hey, listen, I hunted with this guy who's good. I don't know if he'll good for me. Hopefully, this podcast helps you. Um, 
And if not, give us a shout. Um, for $150 a year, not $150 a month, for $150 a year, we will make sure you don't get Googled, and we will help you find the best adventure for you. Our Hunt Plan software allows you to go in there, ask all these questions. It will then formulate your best matches inside. So if you're black bear hunting, it will formulate best matches. We use this. We build Basically, we build a website for every single um, hunt in our hunt catalog, the amount of content that's in there is incredible. And you can compare it from adventure experience, um, uh, um, um, gear list and media. media. So you can go one, two, three, four with every hunt. They're all built the same. And you can compare an apple to an apple to see what type of apple you want to go get. So backing up, basically what you said that was important there. One of the things, there's a website for every adventure inside our website. 100%. That's pretty cool. There's all, there's 1,000 adventure websites inside of ours. And every one of the dark icons you click on, you can see what you're going to eat. All the questions you just asked that we said you should ask, you can you can visually look at. There 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 is there is digital assets to support every single one of these. You hunts. could maybe if you wanted to try to use the Google machine is use ours as a template of what to look for. Could do it. So anyway, 150 bucks a year, uh, we'll get you a membership, and we have so much more to offer than just that. The help plan I really love. It's the hunting expedition layaway plan. Our outfitters, we have great relationships with uh, with about 70% of our outfitters. We have great relationships with all of our outfitters. I want to say that right. But about 70% of them are involved in the HELP plan. It's called a hunting expedition layaway plan. And what that allows us to do is reach out three and four years, save a date for you with a very minimal amount of money down, create a budget plan for you. We have extraordinary outfitters that have extraordinary adventures that would love you to have a extraordinary opportunity to have you own that adventure and you can do that here. Um, we want to take the average and ordinary and go d deliver extraordinary opportunities for them. That's what our company was designed for and uh, we want to do that. Go to rollingbones.com, check that out, check our memberships out. You have any questions, give us a call. 605-644-8000, 605-644-8000. And in closing, make sure you subscribe to Hunt the World Wherever you get your podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and many other locations, we're there. Go ahead and click that. Subscribe to our social media. You will find us on Instagram and Facebook at Rolling Bones. Again, it's just as simple as Rolling Bones or Rolling Bones Outfitters. Just go in there, click that on there. And uh, um, if you also go to bookthehunt.com under Facebook, if you if you become a member of that fan page, then every Thursday we drop this podcast. All you got to do is click on it, and it'll remind you, and it'll pop right up, and you can listen to it through that uh, fan page. I think that's pretty cool. Got technology on our side. So that is rolling – or the, no, that's bookthehunt.com. Um, a fan page. So um, we want to help. Listen, our job is to have you own your own adventure. Let's have you own your own adventure. Let's have you own your own outdoor experience. And we want to do that and help you have the, uh, the service access value and education. So appreciate you listening today. Until next time, stay healthy, be safe, and happy hunting.